Just killed it. Just killed it. Just have, have to let it breathe a little bit. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you got to let it breathe. Sometimes you got to let it marinate. That'll make more sense later. Before, what is this show? This is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. <laughs> a show put on by an improv foursome to be reckoned with. Can't Tell Us Nothing out of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. In Can't Tell Us Nothing, you have such people as Amici. Hey. You got Tandy. Hey. You got John. What's up? What's up? Yeah, myself, Antoine. And what we do is we take opinions, discussions, topics, turn that into improv scenes around the spot. We'll, there'll be characters, there'll be plot, there'll be twists, there'll be turns, there'll be, you'll see characters come back. It's a lot of fun. But to inspire these scenes that we just make up right now, right in front of you, we normally have a special guest to kind of inspire us with tales from their life or their thoughts on recent events. Today is something unique. Today is something different. Tandy, what, what what's going on here? What are all these Uh-oh. cameras turned on? <laughs> well, thanks, Antoine. Tandy, alive in the street. Uh, just bringing you the report about the show today. Today, we've got two fantabulous guests. And I can say that because I've known these gentlemen for uh, the greater portion of my life. These are my friends uh, from high school and middle uh-huh. school. Oh, man, middle school, too, man. We go way, way back. Uh, we have, yes, right. We've got Glenn Guyton who is a diversity and inclusion in the workforce trainer, a good friend there. And, Welcome and back, then Glenn. Got, yes, well, yes, Glenn has been a guest before on our show, so uh, he's doing something yeah, a little different I'm today. I'm getting so, so great they brought me back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to add to that greatness, we've got a Monsieur Joseph Corriott down there. Uh, uh, Joe is a, uh, a, a real estate attorney. Yeah, he commutes. He lives in Florida, mm. practices in New York. Mm. He is a certified, I had to read this, a certified USA weightlifting coach. Wow. He's a master weightlifting competitor, crossfitter, lacrosse dad, mm. and a container gardener. Mm. Now, why are they here? Why do we have a split screen? Why is Glenn wearing an apron? What happens in our wonderful um, friend group chat is uh, we got a lot of banter, a lot of, um, how can I say, a lot of bragging, a lot of, uh, a lot of competition with food dishes, right? You know, Glenn will post something, Joel will say something about it, Joel will post something, Glenn will say something about it. And, you know, it got to a head, I think, around the Thanksgiving holidays, around the holiday time. And so I think there was a uh, the gauntlet was thrown down in terms of I can I can outdo you anytime I can cook better than you whatever I make is better than you and uh, uh, so um, I was like hey hey dudes cut that out in the group chat bring that to the can't tell us nothing bring it to the live <laughs> we got a versus that's right we've got versus. a versus a Glenn versus. Versus Joe in the showdown in the kitchen. The show, the throwdown, the showdown for the throwdown in the kitchen. Let's so that's what, that's that's what we've got today. So uh, during this show, my friends there are going to be cooking up their dishes. We're going to be talking to them, and 
Um, we just gonna have a good old time. We have a good old time. And if you're joining us, watch till the end because we want to get your boat. We want to see what you think about their completed meals. And they both promised me that the the meals will be complete by the end of the show. So there you go. That's what I took along. So Tandy, I got a question. Who is your money on? Ooh, honestly, friends. Be honest. You got these are old friends, so they need to mute them. They need to like blackout mute. No, I don't know. Okay, this is this is what I this this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna say. Joe really be whipping up some creative, good looking stuff. Mm -hmm. He also has a Caribbean background, so that's that's already my thing. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, got that. However, Glenn Guyton got all the tools you need to make the finest thing you can make, right? Okay. Okay. So it's gonna be tools versus. Creative. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Glenn as well. Yeah, he's got the apron on. He's got the oh, mic in hand. He seems ready. Oh, no, I'm holding on to Joe though. I'm sorry. I was say, I Joe. I'm, I'm building them both up. But yeah, Joe. I'm. I'm uh, well, then I'm on Glenn. I was, <laughs> you on Glenn? Okay. okay. I was actually listening to uh, an episode on his YouTube channel about emotional intelligence, and he was using food to talk about emotional intelligence. This man clearly. Knows his way around a, a chef knife. All right, okay, John. Okay. Who you got? That's right. Uh oh, you, anybody, anybody who commutes from Florida to New York <laughs> has got to have just an incredible cultural sense. You know, they're just two wildly different places that I'm sure he's he's found the the thing that works in both sides of the country. I got my money on Joe, but Ooh. Glenn. Glenn, <laughs> I'm curious to see what he does, man. It's, not, I, it's nothing against me. I like, I trust tools, but I'm going for the underdog here, the Florida to New York. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, I, both descriptions are great. Um, but right now, I think my mind is going to be a Joe because, you know, Glenn's ready. He's like, you know, he's, he does everything. He's, he's, he's like, He's pumped. But Joe's is real laid back for some reason. Oh. I don't, know <laughs> nope, don't say why. Don't tell why. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we don't tell him why. He he's 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 hiding something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's how you pick them. The one that's not um, the one that's <laughs> real anxious and whatnot. I don't know who. I, I was, you know, I don't even watch football for real. But I was listening to the pregame. Uh, banter before the um, before the Super Bowl, and I don't know the the young man who was talking, and I forgot the name of the <laughs> the, the, the the quarterback. I think it was a quarterback or whatever the the position was of the person he was talking about. But it was somebody somebody very very famous. Maybe Randy Moss. I'm not sure. Maybe Randy Moss. But what anyway, did it look like? what did it look like? What is okay? The guy, the commentator, he had like cornrows. You know how you wear yours like cornrows, but the rest was cut short all around. Good looking guy with glasses. I don't know what team he played. Might have been Brandon Marshall. Sounds like could have been with glasses. Well spoken guy. Anyway, um, he uh, and he was talking. Maybe it was Randy Moss. I'm not sure. But he was talking about somebody, and the coach was like, "Y'all need to get ready." And the guy wouldn't like he wouldn't warming up. He wouldn't do anything. And so, you know, he went up to him. He's like, say, man, well, how come you're not doing what the coach says? He was like, have you ever seen a cheetah stretch? Have you ever <laughs> seen a cheetah warm up? <laughs> so, <laughs> you ever seen a cheetah stretch? Have you ever seen a cheetah stretch? Yo. Have you ever seen a cheetah warm up? <laughs> 
So he's like, okay. That so sounds like that sounds like a Randy Moss comment, though. I can't figure out who that is. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I you know, I just I, I like the story. I didn't pay attention to the characters. <laughs> I didn't like the story. But yeah. That's in the in the chat, Lisa says she's with Glenn, and also Carol says that she's with Glenn. She okay. sees the Jack Daniels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. He don't need it. He won't oh. need it. <laughs> He ain't even seasoned that chicken. Boy, you gotta watch it. <laughs> see, that's what started him talking about my chicken. I seasoned my chicken. I got plenty of seasonings here for this chicken. Tony's. No, I'm, looking, huh? I'm looking at that screen there. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Tony's. <laughs> he ain't seasoned. We need more cook Tony's. So. Uh, go ahead, Antoine. Oh, I was going to say, so Glenn, what are you cooking tonight, man? Glenn, can you hear? Glenn? Yeah. No, what did he say? Repeat. I said, what, what are you cooking tonight? Oh, okay. So I'm going to cook my version of bourbon bourbon chicken. Real simple bourbon chicken with chicken thighs. If you're home, it's a quick meal for the family over some rice. And, you know, you're good to go. You can't go wrong with bourbon chicken. I like it. Now that's bourbon chicken, not burnt chicken, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, bourbon chicken. Bourbon. bourbon chicken. That's right. I like bourbon chicken, man. Yeah. I like bourbon. What, what about you, Joey? What's uh are you cooking the same dish? Or you got something else up your No, saying? I'm cooking, you know what? I'm just cooking a stewed chicken. You know, uh stewed chicken. That you know, coming from a Caribbean background, this is kind of your everyday quick meal that you get. Uh, most of the dishes that I make are 20-minute um, dishes, you know, with the commuting and, and everything, having children at home. It's important for me to be able to spend as much time with them. Um, but at the same time, wanting to have, you know, these nice meals, a lot, a lot of it isn't about the fancy presentation or anything else. It's about getting it together, getting it on the plate, and making sure that it tastes good. So, uh, You heard Joey does not care about presentation. But I will put it on the plate. In the crock pot? Is that what you're doing today? Huh? No, no, I've got rice going in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I know. I don't know if. Uh, never mind. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I was just interrupting for. No, no what you gonna say? No, no, not about the stuff. But I was saying that I know I had some pictures of your dishes before, and I sent them. So I don't know if John has access, and you can. You say you don't care about presentation, but you have some. You have some. You, you think he, he secretly does? Is he all talk on that? Well, mm -hmm. yeah. presentation is important, especially in the competition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They both had some really nice looking, some really nice looking dishes. Glenn, yeah. you cooking? You started? No, wait, y'all no, tell me when Go ahead. Oh, well, has, it, has it started? Yeah, right. start. Get it Go started. Get it started. Get it started. I'm using chicken. I'm using chicken thighs because you know they're the moisture. My, my son used to call it uh, wet meat, so I'm using chicken <laughs> thighs because you don't want dry bourbon chicken. So I'm gonna uh -huh. cut it up in bite-sized pieces for y'all. Okay. I got some of it. Look, Joe, what kind of chicken? What part of the chicken you using? I'm also using chicken thighs. Okay, that's that's fair. How long y'all been seasoning up, Joe? About an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today got a little busy, so. Is that me? Uh -oh. Yeah, a little feedback. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, so, so about about an hour. Um, normally, I, I would have it go a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, today, just one of those busy days mm -hmm, mm -hmm. running around. So um, got, uh, you know, the see, I didn't know that, that Glenn was going to come with a fancy studio and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I see the season insult. You don't have to season in a long time, especially if you're using bourbon and stuff like that. You know, if it don't mm -hmm. taste right, just drink more bourbon. That'll just fix it all up <laughs> exactly. for you right there. It's a and lesson I, I live by. Then I, I ran outside to get yep. some of the seasonings that I put in and blended in. This is from my container gardens. That's right. You the, the container garden. Let's hear a little bit about that. So what what exactly is a container garden? How is it different from your standard everyday garden? Well, um, basically, I put it in containers rather than the, rather than put it in the ground um, because we just moved to this house uh, from Orlando. Um, you know, I don't know how they treated the yard in terms of chemicals or whatever else. So just a little reluctant to, uh, you know, put my seasonings or whatever else, what, what I'm putting inside me, you know, in that ground. So if I can control the, the soil, the, moist, uh, the moisture levels and everything else, then I make sure I get what I want. So. <clears throat> I like a man that controls his garden and his yard, man. Yep. He can tell you the science behind the yard. Like that. <laughs> what kind of containers are you planting in? Um, anything. Yeah, you know what? I, I use anything that's available. I use anything from, you know, the uh, store-bought, you know, Walmart specials to coolers, you know, if I have them. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, you know if it's available, you know, it's, it's dirt, it's plants, you know, um, I'm going to use them. Okay. Hmm. What's the most yeah, unusual? Yeah, whatever thing? they have at HEB, you know. But HEB is a solid store. No, we don't have HEB here. That's mm. right. I, that's, that's my container is HEB. They have a whole big store. I just go in there and whatever they have in the now that's what I get. Joe, what's the most unusual thing you've used to uh, plant to plant something in? What's your most unusual container? Mara. Hello, what? <laughs> Did you mute yourself? <laughs> what did yeah, you say? You didn't hear me? I said Mara. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the most unusual thing you've grown. I said what's the most unusual thing you planted <laughs> something in. <laughs> um probably a milk crate. Milk crate. Yeah. Ah, you? And I, oh no, a, a baby pool. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds New York to me. That's uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was actually in New York. <laughs> a, a baby pool. Baby pool. It was a better seat. <laughs> would you plan? Would you plan in it? Mo mostly seasonings. Seasonings. Okay. Green season. It's like uh, thyme. Chives, uh, sage, marjoram, uh, basil, oh, okay, oregano, dill, oh. Oh, oh, oregano. Yeah, you, you sure don't use oregano, that, Joe. You sure you no. planted that in there? So you sure that's really oregano that you planted in there? No. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> Never seen that oregano before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I told the cops it was. 
We uh, I got an idea for a scene. We cut, we cut to a, a New York apartment. Amici, baby. Yeah. I gotta. Uh, I think all the planting you're doing is getting a little bit out of hand. You've stuffed the baby bath with oregano. I can't even bathe our little one anymore. Well, because I it's mean, full of dirt and seasonings. Yeah, but we're eating good, right? I mean, that's... I'm fine just going to the bodega or whatever and just getting stuff there. I don't think we need to grow everything here in the apartment. We don't have a lot of space as it is. We don't have a lot of money, so I figured we'll save money by growing the food, all the food that we eat. Maybe we save money by you don't buy all this dirt and stuff that's stinking up the house. I'm saying it's hard to live here. Maybe a couple of plants would be fine, but I think you're losing control of it all. It's in every room. No, that's what, you know, I just want to reconnect with nature a little bit. You know, like living in, in a big city, uh, you know, my whole life, I never really got to, to experience what it's like to, you know, be in a more natural environment. So I'm just building that up a little bit and, you know, learning to live off the land. You don't like that? I don't like... Having to bathe the bat the I can barely even speak anymore because the smell is dirt. <laughs> I don't like having to bathe our baby in the kitchen sink. I think there's someone at the door. Can can you move your plant away from the door so you can open it? Hey yo, I'm outside. What's up? Hey, hey John. Hey, what's up, Michi, man? Uh, is my marijuana plants done growing in your house yet? Yeah. What did you just say? I mean, uh, my Mayor, Mayor Jones plants growing in your house? What? I thought um, you told your roommate, man. No, no, not, not, not yet. Roommate? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we have a bait. <laughs> Roommate, listen, man. Look, I got a couple people coming over, and I've been telling them that I've been letting I've been, I found this new growing, you know, growing in your house, man. I need some of those plants, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a couple of them already. Um, let, let, here, let, let, me, let me grab them out the, the baby's closet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what Def, definitely have the baby's closet. They love the shit you got out of the baby's closet last time, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. She follows them into the to the room. What are you doing? Is that why you growing all this stuff so you can hide drugs? Uh, yes, in part. Well, mostly yes. If, so if this is how you're trying to get money, I don't think this is the right way to do it. Look, times are hard. Okay, you know we, we gotta save money. I'm, I started growing, you know, just stuff to eat. But then I figured, hey, I can branch out a little bit. I, I have some extra land over here. I can land. grow some more crops. <laughs> This is real yeah. estate. This belongs to our baby. <laughs> and it's I think it's weird that you call me your roommate. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine with baby mama. Just regular old baby mama. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, because I you know I thought you might find that offensive. You know, so I figured that would be a, a bit of a you know a more neutral term. <laughs> anyway, let, let me let's let's take these plants back back to back to John. But get rid of it all. What if someone what if someone hears about it and kicks in the door and scares the baby? And ruins all of this for us. Then we'll have some real bills. I think you gotta tell your friend that you're done. Okay. John, here, here you go. You gotta, you gotta take all of these. I, I, I can't hold them here anymore. But, 
they all of them don't look like they're fully grown and matured. I thought we had a deal. You you give me grow my weed, I get your baby in my daycare for free. What's what happened? Wait, what did he say? <laughs> he That's said, okay, man. That's all right, man. I know. Oh, I, I, uh, right. Let me let me explain the deal. Wait, wait, the deal was hold on. <laughs> the deal was I, I grow some marijuana plants for him. He gets us into a super exclusive luxury daycare. Um, that was what? the deal. Yeah. Super luxury daycare? Yeah, it's like a five-year waiting list out here in New York, man. I know. I know yeah. all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's, you know, let's make it's some okay. I guess I can stay in the library. <laughs> and see. <laughs> Call there. Maybe <laughs> stays in the library. Uh, Glenn, how's it looking? It's going good. I, I got the chicken cooking, and so uh, I'm letting it cook a little bit. You know, you don't want to get too much, too much chicken in your pan. You put too much meat in there at one time, you know, it doesn't allow the meat to, like, kind of get crisp. So I got a little bit I have to do. I'm going to kind of do it in batches, but I like that aluminum pan that I have. I mean, it just gives it a kind of different kind of color than if you use, like, cast iron or something else that's kind of more reactive. So I like to use that uh, aluminum pan when I'm cooking orange chicken with the, I mean, um, bourbon chicken with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, he forgot what kind of chicken he was making. I don't know. Because <laughs> he cooks so much, John. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But no, that, that skillet looked good, though, and I love the I love the uh, stove, by the way. That's a mm-hmm. dope shot. Yeah, and I got my daughter. She's my camera person, so that's what you don't see her. She, she's uh, my, my food camera person. Got the family involved. Shout the out food. to the family. Shout out to the family. Joe just in there cooking like he in a food truck by himself. <laughs> he, just, he got the fire. It's him. It's the pot. I got nobody holding no cameras. You know, you know that food going to be fire. You know what's coming out of there is going to be fire. <laughs> man, listen, I told you creativity, man. Creativity. Never underestimate anyone's creativity. Jo- Joey, how's, how's it going over there? So, so, so y'all white good. Dark right now, what I'm doing is I am doing the browning. So the browning, basically, you're taking the sugar and you're letting it caramelize. By doing that, it gives it a little bit of color. So, you know, that it will look more, you know, you don't want that John Legend looking chicken. You, you, mm. you want a little, you know, like Gabrielle Union, you know, you want to, you, you want to get, the, you know, something in there, you know, it's just, I mean, you know what? You know, you know when you see that John Legend chicken that you're like, <laughs> and I season right, right? Mm, mm. It might taste good, but you know what? It's just you know, you eat with your eyes first. So, <laughs> you don't you don't want that Terrence Howard chicken. You want, exactly. You want that Tay Diggs chicken. <laughs> Morris Chestnut. <laughs> well, I'm gonna turn my mic off for a second because I got to put the fan on. This is gonna All start right. sizzling and it's gonna get loud. All right, uh, yeah. See what I'm talking about? Hey. Sizzle. I, I like food trucks, though. I like it. <laughs> my, some of my favorite stuff, Glenn. I keep um looking through. I know because I saw this earlier when I was like just doing a little background um uh dive on your food. You had a statement, since you're a diversity and inclusion speaker, you had a statement that said, oh, gosh, where is it? I was trying to quote you directly. Oh, I got it. I found it. You said, I always tell people that culture is tasty. 
food history is a good place to start your journey. And you have this lovely plate from uh, Myrna's Cuban cuisine. So probably on one of your travels, you went to a Cuban restaurant. Is that still <laughs> your philosophy? You still you, you still embrace culture yeah, it, it or is. encourage people to you, embrace you think, it? You think it, I do because you know you think sometimes about like uh, food moments. I mean they they really cement things in my mind. You know, in the regions that we're from, you know, climate you know impacts the food we eat. Uh, you know, it influences like the like the natural resources that all influences our culture. So we are industrial or agricultural, all of those things kind of play into who we are as, as people. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of memories are tied to um, you know, our culture. And so it's a good place to start. It gives you a little bit about the history of people, but you can't just stop at all. You gotta continue to go and dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So you saying like, if you taste something, you shouldn't say, ooh, that's nasty. I'm not gonna find out nothing about the people who made this. <clears throat> Well, you say it's nasty. I've eat some, ate some nasty stuff. I've eaten um, <laughs> this thing in, in how they call it grass cutter. It was nasty. I'm sorry, That's what the you thing ate? About culture. You, you don't have that this grass cutter, a crante. It's a it's like a little rat, little rat. Uh -huh. Where were you? And, and so in Ghana. Oh, okay. In Ghana, West Africa. Uh huh. And so if you aren't used to those things, uh, you know, you, you can even actually get sick if you're not used to certain aspects of a culture. So you have to be smart and realize that it takes time to adapt your body, adapt your mind, but you can learn. You, can, you just can't just throw yourself into it all, all the time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point. One of the things I ask myself when I think about traveling to another country is like what is their main what are some of their signature dishes right what is their cuisine like what can you sort of expect to be consuming if you're looking to really taste the culture um and that that can help that can help guide you <laughs> it definitely does i mean eating is definitely something you're going to do majority of your life so if you live in a place and you hate the food or you visit a place that you're considering to move or inhabit or vacation and the food is disgusting, then, you know, the culture better be, I mean, light, that better be like a very small piece of the, the cuisine or the, uh, the, the landscape must be undeniably beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I was like, can a culture really be rich and beautiful without cuisine to match? Can they just have crappy food, but be great in everywhere else? No, man, because if you got bad food, what? that means you've got bad taste culturally. <laughs> what about but I want to hear Glenn. British food is not good. Yeah, British, about, and like, British, British weather you know, is not like good. It's and... <laughs> like right. blood yeah, so, yeah. Some, so sometimes <laughs> food is a reflection. Sometimes food is a reflection of what's going on. Like, and so in hot climates where they didn't have refrigerators and things like that, the food is spicy. Why? To cover up for the spoiled food. They got rancid because of the hot humid temperatures. Or you, you need to add a whole bunch of spice and sugar to make it good. In cold climates, the food may be kind of boring because they have to store the food. They can't take the time to make it all nice and fancy. They just got to eat hearty stuff that they can store for long periods of time. And so 
culture and food, what you eat, really is a reflection. It used to be a reflection of your lifestyle. Now, with, with you know, modern technology is not as much, but in the early days, it was. We cut to a uh, we cut to an office break room. All right, uh, John, uh, get your dish out of the refrigerator. We setting up everything here on the table so that uh, we can go ahead and get the uh, the potluck started. I'm so excited! I'm back in the office. Um, I'm kind of nervous. Taking, I'm kind of nervous about my dish. Okay, but well, that's okay. I mean, it's a potluck. Everybody's gonna bring something, so just go ahead and put it out on the table. It's all right. Okay. okay. Um, I made my very special um, chili, my, my my pot of chili I made for the potluck. Okay. All right. I'll take them. Okay. Put it on the table. We take the top <clears throat> off. Oh. I don't, don't take the top off. Put the top back oh. on because oh, oh, John. if you take the top off, it's going to smell John. really, really bad. I, no, John, it smells terrible. And what is all the stuff in here? Is this is that is that a set of keys in there? Are those, are those <clears throat> like keys? Why you got yeah, the chili, yeah. John? Well, well, I don't want you to eat the keys. I'm just using the keys to kind of like add some some zing to the to the to the hue and uh -huh. that I'm making. Uh -huh. um, I don't know if you've ever you know bit a key before or tongue the key before or something like that you know the metal has like a very interesting taste no, John. i, 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 I wanted to put that in there but that's not the only thing i got lime in there no. yeah you got lime and i also see oh my are these shoestrings why do you have shoestrings in the chili well, shoestrings in the chili so um i'm not a big um i, I like textures john and I, and I think if you have good textures in 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 a chili i mean think about it all chili is john. is just Red sauce with a bunch of other stuff in it, maybe some yeah. beans, maybe some tomatoes, but the, the, the yeah. don't taste the shoestrings. The I'm shoestrings not gonna taste the shoe. I can't even texture I can't, to it. I stirred this thing up again, John. Okay, why? Why is what why is there why is there a towel in here? It's there's like well, that, the there's, towel. no, there are two towels in here. What's going on at your house? <laughs> is something going on, John? You can wait, tell wait, me. Wait a second, just wait a second, man. Um, the towel helps with the flavor as well. You know, towels suck up a lot of juices and the towels just keep all of the seasoning. So like I like to season towels for a couple of days and then when I put them in the pot, I get way more seasoning kick than I would if I just threw it in the boil, man. I'm just saying, just give it a try. Just give it a try, all right? John, hold my hand. Hold my hand, John. Hold on a minute. Is something going on at home? What's going on at home? This this dish cries out that there's some chaos. There's something happening. <clears throat> Your chili. Hey, is um, oh, have we have we started the potluck yet? Uh, yeah, yeah we're we're putting oh, I see. things I see out. We gotta start it. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, John, John, you made your chili. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My, my oh, that's my favorite. favorite. It's my yeah. favorite thing. It's my okay. Favorite. I'm, I'm I know I, I'm gonna have some. Okay. You're gonna, gonna have start some. With that. Yeah. You're gonna start with it. Uh, but first, can can I put my keys in there? Uh, I got enough keys in there, but if you want me to add extra keys, I could definitely. Yeah, I, I, I want to put my keys in there as well. You know, okay. Just to, just how, about we, how about we just put the keys in your bowl? How about I make your bowl and you put the keys in your bowl? That just in case people don't want extra key in their chili, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. That's okay. Fine. okay. I'm, I'm, 
So what you gonna say, Tandy? Was something wrong? Something wrong? Oh, um, I'm. Well, I mean, I, I, well, I, you know, I just thought maybe something might. Is that John's happening. chili? Oh yeah. Is that John's hey. chili? Hey, what's John. up? Hey, hey, what's up, Antoine? Tell me, you didn't put coconut in it? Yeah, I hate coconut. I didn't put coconut in it. Ah, You're right. Thank you. I didn't put coconut. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that the towel I smell? <clears throat> Yes, I got these tiles from uh, 24 Hour Fitness. Uh, they're premier tiles, okay? They, they hold a lot of moisture, very soft. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Let me, let, me, let me ring some of this chili out for you. Please do. The last chili I had had Planet Fitness tiles. It was awful. Oh, though, let me tell you about Planet Fitness. I mean, holds no seasoning. Just it soaks up all the juice. So it just, it just takes. That's what I was saying. I mean, That's what I was saying. You wanted to soak up the seasoning and the juice so that you could just wring the yeah. chili out. Actually, what I like to do is is after I'm done eating the chili, I like to just take the towel and, and just suck on the towel. And suck on the towel. So when just I keep traveled, the flavor going. When I traveled the world, that's that's one thing that we did, but I don't know if America was ready for that kind of cuisine. But um, hold a second, Antoine. Tanny was about to Tanny was asking me a personal question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I you know what? I, let me apologize. I, I was imposing my own non-chaotic or what I interpreted to be non-chaotic cooking standards on yours. John, apparently, you know, you've you've incorporated some some cultural influences that I knew nothing about. As she's saying this, Amici is like licking car keys. <laughs> Antoine's is like sucking on a towel loudly. I mean, it's 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 obvious I am. You know, I was gosh imposing my my. I am so sorry, yes. Sean. I'm so sorry. It, it's okay. It's okay, Tandy. I know most most people are basic chefs. Yeah, they, they don't know anything but what they were told, and they don't do deep research. And I've traveled the world. You were asking me what changed. What happened to me was I traveled the world, Tandy. I've mm-hmm. eaten in over a hundred different places and countries, and I just expanded my palate outside of what we think traditionally as food. And I wanted to be creative in, in you experiencing the seasons of what I made. So, you know, the, <clears throat> you know, I, I was wiping my forehead after I went to the gym at 24 hour fitness and the towel dropped in, 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 in the chili, you know, and when I pulled the ch- towel out, it was so much on it that I licked it a little bit. And I said, wait a second, I like that. And that's where I started using the towel the keys and the shoestring happened overseas so and seen <laughs> <laughs> um just looking at the chat um carol says looking good joe and uh also asking glenn for a taste test glenn, you, play, you done already i'm done i told you it was quick oh, this is a real quick meal so easy to make it and uh I, th- I think it's delicious. It's good. I put a little more honey in it. I like mine a little sweeter. And you finna eat so the it? The rice is good. Food. I use jasmine rice. Use jasmine. I like jasmine rice. So that's the <laughs> bourbon chicken. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Hot. hot. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> hot though. <laughs> What'd you cook? Oh, I'm in it. The if thing I the sauce see. a little bit. Uh-huh. 
If I hadn't seen you cook it, I would have been like, what'd you put it in? What is that, an Instapot? You did that in like two minutes? How did it cook so fast? But I saw you cook it, so I yeah. know you really did. All it took was one improv scene to cook that day. <laughs> <laughs> the rice just takes the longest, but you know what I'm saying? It, the rice takes the longest thing, so you could get yourself a rice cooker. I mean, that's the best thing. You can cook everything in your rice cooker. You can cook porridge, uh, brown rice, oatmeal. You know, it's, it's so good. <laughs> oh, hold on. You know, they got some yum yum sauce. Some, some who? Yum yum. You ever had that yum yum sauce? I've oh, had that. They no. had that at Benny Hanna's. The only place I've ever seen it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, they don't make it's it in the Target. Yum yum sauce is so good. Yeah. Oh. In the Midwest, <laughs> if, in the Midwest, if you go to uh, a Japanese steakhouse. They have yum yum sauce. It is amazing. Looks like Katessa knows yum yum sauce. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey, how how are things looking on your side? Uh, yeah, I think you're still muted, sir. There you go. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now we're cooking. Yeah. Our Okay. okay. All right. So what's what's going on in that pot? Up. So uh, again, like I said, you know, it, it takes a few minutes to get it in a pot. You know, uh, cooks down. You, you want to have the flavors uh, uh, blend. Uh huh. You know, and then it's going to be good to go. You see, Glenn is eating already. He's done with his. <laughs> hey, what, number, what number was that on Panda Express menu? I saw it at the ball, the number man. G. It was the number G. That's what it was. <laughs> I cooked everything from scratch. That's how easy it can be for you all. So yep. you ordering all these things, it's just really quick. Quick meals when you have family. Mm -hmm. No, but, you know, if you, you don't didn't like see fancy dishes before, though, I like that, though. If you haven't seen his dishes before, he's got some incredible dishes. Uh-huh. What was Wait. it that you made that I, the... Yeah, and Joe does too. I like his food. I mean, I love Caribbean food. I'm I'm trying to remember what you made last time. Where, where I was just like, damn. Gotta get also, some also, if uh, anybody in the chat, anybody watching, has any questions for our chefs, feel free to throw it in there. But um, yeah. So what what's going on in the pot, Joey? What's all in there? So we got um, it's the chicken. Uh, uh, besides the spices in the blends. Um, this actually is a blend of the seasonings that I have, um, uh, uh, the uh, parsley, uh, fresh thyme, culantro, a little bit of vinegar, uh, uh, scotch bonnets, uh, peppers in here, you know, to uh, season, th season things up. A little bit of uh, coconut aminos rather than using the uh, soy sauce. <coughs> okay. Thyme. Just the whole damn thing. Yeah. The whole damn spice rag. Basically, <laughs> even got little packets of ketchup that I put in there. Very good. Hmm. You got any Tonys in there? What's that? You got any Tonys in there? Oh, not in this one. No. You know, it 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 it, it changes the flavor a little bit. You know, I yeah. use Tonys in just about everything, but not not in not in this. Fair enough. It is uh, Caribbean. So, John, what's what's your dish? <clears throat> My dish what's, that I cook. Yeah, what's your specialty? I make uh, shrimp and grits. 
That, that's probably the thing I would make for people if they weren't um, allergic to shellfish. As I would probably make them a shrimp and grits. Um, I can make... Let me see. What else can I do outside of shrimp and grits? That's really the last thing I've been making. My my, my wife, been, I ain't going to lie, she's been doing a lot more to cooking. So <laughs> whenever we got holidays over, I usually make up a nice batch of shrimp and grits. And I make different variations of it. Usually wherever I go and I like... Um, the shrimp and grits that they made there. I try to go home and recreate it for myself and add what I think it was missing. Um, and my next shrimp and grits that I'm going to do is I'm going to fry the grits and then, you know, have the serve the shrimp with the fried grits instead. I'm, I saw that at a restaurant called Boudreaux's in Houston. That was the first time I ever seen um, shrimp and grits fried. Right. Yeah. So, um, but that's really the thing that I like. I like the most um, to make for my guests. Mm. Mm -hmm. Antoine, what you cook, man? You muted, Antoine. You muted. He said, oh, you me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of a uh, Lucky Charms? Um, <laughs> lately, I've been messing around with the air fryer, trying different things in that. Um, but as far as the stove goes, I think lately my go-to has been salmon. Mm. Uh, you just take like a, you know, a good cut of salmon, cut some slivers in it, sprinkle some seasoning, garlic, salt, pepper, a little, uh, a little basil, um, maybe some lime if you have that. Throw in the pan, pss, pss, eat it. It's good. Make it skin crispy. Nice. Very nice. You just eat salmon? Just that? Maybe a salad on the side. We'll pair well with rice as well, but not everybody has a rice cooker. <laughs> rice rice cooker is indispensable, man. Yeah. I have an yeah, instant what, pot. What do you cook? Basically the same. Um, uh, I guess the last few weeks mostly um, uh Chicken, either roasted or like in a stew, um, which would be tomatoes, onions, garlic, a little bit of curry powder, maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, well, uh, some vegetables, uh, spinach or uh, uh, cauliflower, something like that. Um, I, I rice about two. I do not have a rice cooker, I just cook it on, on the stove. I never. I know. I've been. I've just been doing it for so long. I. I, I don't know. I've, I. I kind of got my timing down. Uh, so <laughs> like, yeah. says you gotta have a rice cooker. I know you gotta have one. Apparently, but I. Yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> and uh, Nena, favorite dishes to cook in the air fryer. Um, for me, actually, chicken thighs. Chicken thighs comes out quite nice. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a good crisp on the skin in the air fryer. Um, lately, I've been cooking bacon in it. Get some quick bacon without all the splatter. Um, and then uh, fries, either sweet potato or regular, also really good. Yeah, fries are good in that. They're really good. So, Michi, when you make your rice, do you stick your finger in it, like, up to this joint to, like, that's how much water you put in? You know about that? No. The no, finger no, trick no, for no. rice? No. It's, it's you, my eyes. You know, however much rice you put in there, like, you just put your <laughs> yep. finger in it. You just put your finger to the, the tip of it. Okay. 
<laughs> he's not gonna do it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's been eyeballing for years. Huh. What about I'm you? Tandy? Around the Tandy, yeah. What? What is my dish? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess fried chicken. Doritos and cake. That's a dish. Doritos and man, cake. Glenn. Man, Glenn. Listen. Dorito cake? Glenn, yeah. Glenn was my... We were, we were eating cake. buddies. We were oh. eating buddies in high school. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Was that... Was it a choir thing? I don't know what. There was some party or something. Somebody had cake and we had Doritos. Of course, other things there. And I don't know if Glenn said it or what, but he's like, if you just take that Dorito... And just like dip it in that cake, just get you a piece of cake with some of that icing and put that on that Dorito and eat it. That's good. And I tasted, I was like, you ain't never lied. Glenn, and we just sat there with <laughs> Doritos and cake. Doritos and cake. <laughs> yeah, the, you, you, can, yeah. you can do that at 16. You can't do that at 50. We cut to a we cut to a fancy party. Um excuse me, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, this is um I've been getting some reports that you've been instructing the guests to take Doritos and put in the cake we have here to eat it with. What yes, of course. I've, uh, um Yeah, see the thing is that's not quite the type of party that we're having here. This is a refined event. You'll see the various small spoons and uh, accoutrement that comes with it. And and here we would like for people to eat their cakes with standard utensils, um, you know, fancy cookware, fine china, that sort of thing. So if you could refrain from telling people to dip their chips, which are on the separate table with the finger foods, into the cake, that would be great. Uh, I'm sorry. So have you ever tried Doritos and cake before? Heavens no. <laughs> who do I look like? I'm a big name investor. You, you look like someone who has not been to heaven at a snack table. Let me just, let me just, if you will, just imagine the salty, sweet blend that is the Dorito and the cake. You just, shut your mouth talking like that. If you breathe a word of this, I will have you thrown out of here, ma'am. Okay, okay. I don't know where you were raised or how you were brought up. But we don't speak like that here. Here, cake is eaten with a very small, delicate fork. And that is it. I'm, I'm sorry. Why would you even right. entertain? It's, it's, I, but I just don't want for these sort of ideas to spread. You're right. See, I saw on the internet people were licking car keys, and I was completely disgusted. <laughs> Not at this party. Right here. Got it. So Tandy walks over to uh, to the uh, to the table. She gets a piece of cake and she stands next to another guy at the party. <sighs> you like the cake? Cake good? Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. It's yeah, pretty I, standard. I, yeah, pretty standard. I, I don't know. I I feel like that that should be something that could you know make this a little little better, a little you know nicer to eat. But you know, it's come from my finger on this, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, 
It's a pretty fancy place here. Um, it is, yeah, very fancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking to that guy over there in the in the suit, and you know, he said just everything is set up the way it's supposed to be, and yeah. you eat one thing over here, and you don't mix anything mm -hmm. uh, anywhere else. Okay, well, um, yeah. it is. If there's something on your mind, that there's something oh, you want to well. you want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I just. I just accidentally have uh, a piece of cake here on my uh, on my snack plate, uh, mm -hmm. kind of close to the Dorito, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I mean, I I'll just you know just taste this cake with a little bit of Dorito. I mean, it probably okay, man. I need you to stop right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, what? I'm undercover with security at the party oh, here. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we, we had some reports about this kind of thing happening. I gotta take your plate. Oh no, <laughs> I lost my plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you could go get another piece of cake without yeah. without putting it on the snack plate, or you can get some snacks. But you I, cannot do both things at the same time. This is a very fancy party, okay? Apparently, they've got undercover people here. I just. I thought you were just a guy here at the party. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not. Okay, carry on with, with okay. Uh, the party. I'm gonna go throw this. I'm gonna go bread this. Okay. So Tandy goes to the to the Dorito to the <laughs> snack table specifically this time. Oh man, the pressure at this party. Yeah. Gosh, I know. I just, oh. Oh man, they're, they're, huh? It's a lot of pressure over here. Yeah, they're pretty uptight, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty uptight. Yeah. Gotta do this and do that. And I mean, you know, I, I thought this was a, a welcome new employees thing where we could get to know each other. I just feel like I'm breaking all the rules and I'm just I don't know if I'm fitting in here. Yeah, I, I me neither, man. I had um I went to grab some cake and I dropped my keys off in the uh in the cake. It was oh, the wow. best damn, best damn slice of cake I ever had. I'm sorry. Keys and cake? Keys and cake. My BMW keys went into the cake. I've never tasted that. Man. Phenomenal. Got a little twang to the metal hits the icing and the cake. Oh, I'm telling you. Imagine metal and sweet. That's that's a combination that you don't get too often. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. think I could you think I could use your keys to I mean, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. You can't use my keys. No, oh. you can't do that. No, this place is all they're serious in here. It's a lot mm -hmm. of people eyeballing and stuff, and they oh, okay. catch you with the wrong person's keys. They start getting real antsy. Okay, but, um, use my own. You got keys? Yeah, yeah, I got my yeah. keys. Go okay. ahead, do what you got to do. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. oh, let me go get a piece of cake here. This is a a, a different guy walks up to her. Hey, hey, psst, hey. Oh, hey. You want to taste BMW keys in the cake? Yeah. I, I, Come yeah. to the bathroom with me. Come to the bathroom with me. Okay. Stall number two. Okay. Okay. Bring your own cake. Okay. Uh, hey, God, thanks a lot for the tip. I'm going to go ahead and go to the bathroom, wash my hands real fast. Uh, I appreciate it. Enjoy the party. No problem. Nice talking to you. Uh huh. They're, they're crowded up in the stall. Hands shaking, trying to get the keys out. All right, hey. all right. No, just be quick. Be cool. Be cool. Okay, be cool. All right. No jingle too much. Okay. All right. You just want to hold it 
directly above the cake and let it fall, not too high. All okay, right. is this your first time? It's my first time. Cake? Never did it before. Never did. Never had key cakes. All right. <laughs> this this first one's free. You can't use my BMW keys after this. I got to get my own. Yeah. <laughs> hey, knock knock. Uh, I what? think I see two pairs of shoes underneath that stall. Um, this is not that kind of party, people. Be cool. Be cool. What's, what's um, happening in here? I was just helping her with her ass, Scott. That's all. Oh, okay. That's what's gonna be tricky. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Not too high. Just let it all let it and let it fall. Key oh, <laughs> cake. Key cake. So uh Joy. Joe, I need some good yeah. pants like you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Carol in the chat wants to know what's in Joey's stew. Joey, do you mind listing the ingredients again? Not at all. Can you hear me? Yes. A little bit. There's a little echo. Let me see if I can. Can you? Can you call tonight to find out what's in your stew? Stew got a wire on it. <laughs> Right, yeah. confidential. <laughs> CI. <laughs> um, the uh, it, it's chicken thighs. Um, the base it, it has uh, carrots. It has onions. It has tomatoes. Uh, with the other seasonings, it's a blend of parsley, sweet peppers, habaneros, uh, mm. culantro, mm. thyme. Dill, vinegar, got the Matuk's hot sauce, Trinidad. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a little bit of uh, coconut aminos. I use that instead of soy sauce. Hit it with a little bit of clove just to give that little je ne sais quoi. What's coconut aminos? <laughs> Huh? What's coconut that, aminos? Coconut aminos? Coconut aminos? What's, what's, what's the coconut aminos? <laughs> coconut aminos, it, it uh, replaces the soy. I haven't ordered Chinese food lately, so I don't have so any soy packets. Isn't that like coconut milk? Isn't that like coconut milk? <laughs> you know, I mean, I have a mild soy allergy, so I, I try not to use the soy sauce, but... Uh, you know. Is it still kind of like sodium? Is it like salt? It tastes uh -huh. like soy sauce? I'm sorry. Or does it taste? Does it, it taste like soy sauce or co coconutty? It tastes no. It tastes just like soy sauce. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I might try that. Coconut aminos. Coconut aminos. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a couple of things I'm unfamiliar with. What was the what was that hot sauce? Yeah, the hot sauce. It's a uh, it's called Matooks. Matooks. Gotcha. Matooks hot sauce. sauce. So that's a Trinidad, uh, you know, that's a popular brand in Trinidad. And uh, let's see. Let's see if I can get I think I disconnected myself. But uh, what? No, we hear you. You trying to get another. Oh, oh okay. Oh, is it done? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do we have it? That does look good. It looks real good. Oh, my God. So what, what's that on the side? Are those the carrots you were talking about? Those are the carrots, yeah. How did you cut those? What sort of cut are those? I cut the bag from uh, the, the supermarket. Ah, the bag. 
<laughs> because, you know, normally what I would do is I would use a mandolin and 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 cut those, or you know, uh, I have these little fancy things, but just on you know, you know, just to show how quick and easy it is. The way I started cooking really was when I was in uh when I was in college, we had figured out that um, uh, going to Cornell they required you to be on the meal plan. So you had to pay this enormous sum of money to be on the meal plan. But we figured out that you could cancel it after a week and they would send the money back to you, what? not to your parents. Ah. So what we did is in the house that I lived in, I lived with 10 guys, we came up with a budget. So what we did is we said, okay, we'll allocate 40% of that amount for food, the other 60% for alcohol. Very similar to Congress or whatever else, there was you know, an overspend on the alcohol <laughs> and limitations on food. So. You know, long before people were doing the bone broth stuff, really they're going up the hill to the supermarket, asking the butcher for bones and stuff to make the soup. So we learned how to make the broths and got very creative with it. And, you know, even today, you know, if, if I have something, soy sauce packets, jelly, I don't care what it is. I'll use it. I'll use all of those things, you know, just to, you know, uh, catch the flavors. I mean, it's the same. You know, you're looking for the sugar, the spice, the salt or whatever else. And you can get it from so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, Keys. most of the times it's kind of <laughs> literally I just cook on the fly and, you know, whatever's there, you know, if it's cold, it's rainy or whatever, I'm not running out for that, you know, figure something out. Interesting. Yeah. That was one of, that was one of, oops, Lord. That was one of the, th oh, okay. That was one of the things with um, Caribbean cooking that I experienced in college, right? Because I, um, and it really kind of changed my outlook because, uh, you know, when my, my friends or roommates would, would cook, like they would put all kinds of stuff in. And I was like, Worcestershire, that doesn't go in there. Boy, that, I was like, they put all of this stuff in there. And then the food would come out tasting so good. And I just, I just remember thinking, wow, I've got all these dogmatic, you know, this has to be this way, this has to be that way for it to be a thing. And, you know, now I'm, um, you know, faced with people who just just do everything and it still comes out great. So I was like, you got to loosen up, kid. Everything doesn't have to be this exact way that you think. So um, I feel huh? similar to that, like to how you feel, because I think that like what Joey was saying, if you sort of understand the point of that ingredient, like whether mm -hmm. or not it's a salt or the spice or the sweet, like you can go and grab that from somewhere less conventional because it's more about the base taste. And I'm more used to like the, this, like the dogmatic, like, well, you put salt and you put pepper mm -hmm. and that's, that's mm -hmm. how you get salt and mm -hmm. pepper flavors. Yeah. So, gotta loosen up. Yeah. You gotta loosen it up. And you know, you'd be surprised, especially even with some expensive restaurants, you know, that they use everything, you know, they use all parts of the chicken. Um, if you've ever worked in food service or catering or whatever else, you see this so that they will use this, the, you know, they don't throw anything away in terms of the ends of the vegetables in order to make stock. And, um, you know, you, you see how oftentimes the, the, uh, the expensive restaurants that you go to, they use really cheap ingredients. And, you know, that's how they make so much money. You know, you're like, wow, you know, I'm going out to, you know, fancy soup food place like Red Lobster. No, no, not Red Lobster. <laughs> um, I can't think of one, but, uh, you know, but you, know what I'm saying. you know what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. But you, you go there and you're, you know, this is like, you know, it ends up being, uh, you know, uh, net to them a $3 dish. 
and you're paying $45. You're like, yo, I got bamboo. I'm bringing her over here to eat this, you know, whatever else. You know, and she's just like, yeah, yeah, you spending money on me, you know, whatever else, you know. <laughs> As they are wont to say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. I think we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, but before we do, uh, John, I think you had a, uh, a story from of some oh, sort. Black history. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like do, this month, we try to do like a new black history person where we basically um, introduce our audience to someone that uh, we are, well, technically I'm in, uh, inspired by. Uh, and this week, it goes by a lady of the name Mary Ellen Pleasant. Now, has anyone ever heard of Mary Ellen Pleasant? No, that's not. Well, Mary Ellen Pleasant was um, recorded as being one of the first, well, the first black female millionaire. We all heard of the first self-made millionaire, but the first actual millionaire was Mary Ellen Pleasant. Now, Mary Ellen Pleasant, um, <clears throat> put my information right here. But she was born in it between 1812 and 1817 because there's been a lot of uh, discrepancies with some of the written down information on her birth. But they do know that she died in 1904 in San Francisco. What I like about Mary is not only was she one of the original hustlers, but she also used her money and her wealth to continue to further the education and liberation of other black people. Um, so Mary Ellen Pleasant was born a slave. She was of mixed descent. She could pass as a white woman. She was so um, she, she was so fair, and met a guy by the name of John James Smith, who was like a floral. He had a flower shop, a big million multi million dollar flower shop or flower contractor. He did a lot of good business. But under at night, him and his wife would go and they would uh, literally be runners and slave stealers on the Underground Railroad to get Black people up to Ohio and even as far as, far as Canada. And that was her early part of her life. Um, after James Smith had died, that's when she became a millionaire. He had left her basically his uh, estate um, and she moved to New Orleans, stayed there for a few, kept a low-key profile, heard that the big gold rush was going to San Francisco, moved out to San Francisco, and still kept her low profile. Um, uh, it was said that she was, she had wrote down that she was actually a white woman and that she would take little small odd jobs at some of the fanciest and most uh, elegant uh, restaurants and businesses where she would be able to kind of ear hustle a lot of what these wealthy millionaires were doing with their money. That's kind of where she learned how to play her game and use the wealth that she had got left into making it work for her. There in San Francisco, she had, um, I guess, literally grew a business, uh, a laundromat that employed blacks. Um, she had a few restaurants that she had, a couple of barbershops, um, and she was known for using that, that money at night to continue to further the work of the Underground Railroad up until the Civil, uh, the Civil War. Now, what's interesting about her after the Civil War is that after the Civil War is when she declared and officially amongst her white peers that she was a black woman. And as you know, what happens when that happens, um, that's when all of the um, 
the slandering and the violence and everything that we may find about her from that early period um, is they didn't like that. They felt like they were bamboozled. How could this person that we claim is less than human be a millionaire and operating all these businesses and be a woman by that? Um, and she was a pretty awesome person, used a lot of her money to, like I said, build a lot of schools. I believe that she was one of the financiers of Harper's Ferry, I believe. I read. Um, so that's pretty important if you ever heard the story of Harper's Ferry. Um, and the women was just dope, man. Not too many people. I'm, like I met, I ran into her information when I bought a book uh, a couple years ago called Black Fortunes. And the book was it detailed the first six black millionaires that we knew to be. And it basically detailed their whole life. And like five out of the six black millionaires that we had that were, you know, um, literally um, all of their money as soon as they were dead went back into the hands of someone else that wasn't their family, which I think is really important to know um, just about the history of our country. Um, but I like to like to bring Mary Ellen Pleasant to the forefront and give her roses even posthumously. Um, the lady was dope and she was also one of the first millionaires in black history. Nice. You know, and thank you for, for sharing that, man. Great, great stuff. When you were describing her story, it actually, I have heard of her. There was a, a drunk history about her. Yes. Uh, with Lisa uh, Bonet. Yes. Later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to see an, an uh, uh, recreation of it, check out Drunk History. Mm -hmm. It's dope, though, man. So I, I like for Joe and Glenn. I like to call them my superheroes for the month because a lot of these people that we're talking about done supernatural feats to get not only them, but their people, their communities, their families, their towns, the leverage to be treated human or to have some dignity or to even generate wealth. Um, and a lot of those people don't get the, the, the superhero capes because it's buried history and they don't fly around in the air. But some of the stuff that they were able to do, like this woman dedicated, she could have got, she could have stayed a white woman and nobody would have never known, right? Like she could have kept her money, kept her businesses, stayed low key, um, still funding all of those things. But she declared that she was a black woman, um, which I think is a really important thing, right? Like we talk a lot about white privilege and stuff. Um, that is what we mean, right? Like this lady gave up white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> that she wasn't even white, right? But she gave it up so that she can effectively step into the light, even though the African-Americans of that time knew of her identity. Um, I just think that's just a remarkable story of a human being in this country. So, yeah. Can I ask you a question? In terms of improv, are you guys representative of the, uh, you know, the larger... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> entertainers, if you will, or are you, are you guys like the lacrosse players of the, uh, yes, of the sports, <laughs> of yeah. Yeah. The, 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 polo, the polo players. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> We're like the polo <laughs> lacrosse players. <laughs> so you guys are trailblazers. You guys are history in the making. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's other groups popping up and we're getting a lot more, we're seeing a lot more connectivity in those groups from around the country. Like there are, we are finding our own place. Um, but if, but before COVID, if you went to any theater in the country, that if 
if there were, I think there was maybe one black owned theater, um, it would be hard pressed to find like anything that remotely re modeled Houston. And Houston, in my opinion, was one of like the most diverse scenes that we've been to. But uh, for the most part, it's like the opposite of the NFL. <laughs> how, how do we support you? How do we, you know, how do we shout you out? Keep, uh, you know, keep, get the word out to make sure people know that you're out there. Great question, Antoine. You have some? Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> sounds like you want to know how to know, find out more about us and what we do. Uh, Ton Improv, right there at the bottom of the screen. Put that into Facebook. Put that into Spotify. Put that into Instagram. Put that into Google. You should find us, Seaton Improv. You'll find past episodes, past uh, live stream videos, some sketches we've done, a lot of fun stuff. Um, yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah, and then I guess we could throw it over to you guys. Then, Joey, where can people find out more about what more about what you do, man? My OnlyFans page is. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> You know, I, I you know uh, I, I do it just for fun. You know, in terms of the cooking or whatever else. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, some people are stress eaters. I'm a stress cook, cooker. Uh, actually, I'm both. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Seems like one feeds the other. <laughs> exactly. So you know, listen. You know, I mean, but uh, I, like I said, it's something that I, you know, I enjoy. Uh, my wife, you know, is fantastic. Uh, you know, in the kitchen, she just doesn't enjoy it. You know, uh, for me, you know, it's passion. It's you know, I'm like. Fucking Marvin Gaye, in, you know, you know, in in in, in the kitchen. Chase me around in here. No, I'm just kidding. Marvin's <laughs> kitchen. Marvin's kitchen. <laughs> I would go to that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Glenn? Yeah, I'm easy to find. Glenn Guyton. So uh, glennguyton.com is my website. If you are ever interested in a a speaker, diversity and inclusion speaker, I'm your guy. Uh, Everything's on uh, my website, YouTube, Glenn Guyton, really easy to find. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, Tandy, who yeah. won? Man, listen, Glenn cooked that up so quick and he was eating and all of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was looking good. No, they, but you know me, I, I'm a sucker for a red pot. I don't know about who won. You ask me who I'm voting for. I'm a sucker for a red pot. And you show me a, a a stew chicken in a red pot, you know I'm I'm going for that. And them big old carrots on the side, I like what you did, Joe. I you know yeah I love you, Glenn. I like what you did, Joe. I like what you did. I love both of y'all, but yeah, I like what you did, Joe. Yeah, both. Like what you did. Yeah, maybe we should go over to the chat. Who who won? You saw both dishes. You saw them prepare it right in front of you. Carol says both. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> Although they do look, they both look delicious. It makes me want to grab some food yeah. after this. If y'all were stress eating, if you were stress eating, which which dish would you choose? I, you yeah, know, I, I like I, I, Joe though. I like stress yeah, cooking, yeah. like like Joe. I'm in the same pot. So if I'm really like stressed out, I would do a whole bunch of complicated stuff. But, but on a regular night, I go simple. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah. Although I do like bourbon, I'm curious about um, Joey's dish. I'm curious about Joey's dish. You got some got coconut aminos. That's in what it. I'm saying, man. You be throwing all them all them extras in there. All them extras. <laughs> and and ketchup. You had ketchup packets in there too, right? Yep. 
Yeah, Nana in the chat says they both look scrumptious. They do. They really I'd eat anything. I mean, not anything. I'd eat both of them. That's the yeah. So it sounds like a draw. It does you know? sound like it's a draw. draw. It really yeah. is. It does sound like a draw. I vote she... for Glenn. I vote for Glenn. Vote Joey for votes for Glenn. Yeah, but you can't trust election results. You know I, I that. Know, so. <laughs> you know that. Fraud going on. There's <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've learned. Oh yeah. You gonna um, incite some folks with that dish, Glenn? We're <laughs> gonna have to impeach you. <laughs> Nana likes the speed of Glenn. Carol likes the stew because it's cold. It's cold mm -hmm. out. Stew goes yeah, great. Yeah, yeah oh, we'll yeah. call it a draw tonight. We'll have to try again. But I think this is where we'll wrap it up. So right. DJ Comfy, would you mind playing us out for the Can't Tell Us Nothing show for John, for Tandy, for Michi, for myself, Antoine? That is it. Thank we are you. out for Joey, for Glenn. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank, Thank you for being so our special much. guest and <laughs> cooking it up like you do. Chopping it up in the kitchen. Did you see this? That was on Twitter. They played this song at the... <laughs> they played this song at the game. Yeah. This is freeway, uh, Antoine. New York. No, Philly. Philly, man. Uh,